0: and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I
1: show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole, now live, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Para-X Radio Network. Welcome. This is The People Show, Part 2. And I'm here with my co-host, who blew me off for going to Starwood, Jason Caldwell.
2: Yes, I did, and apparently you survived Starwood, because you're already back.
1: Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But needless to say, we have another person who had won the 30-Day Challenge, and uh, if people are wondering, you know, uh, we've, we've pushed back the uh, energy challenge a little. Uh, We're gonna start September 1st because we're working on logistics and to make it a real challenge and uh, the truth of the matter is is that so far we've had five very compelling stories and tonight uh, we're going to add a sixth story of people who did work for 30 days, not three years, not one year, 30 days and in each case when I listen to their stories, I'm more and more inspired about, well, a lot of things to be honest, Jason, from uh, what is possible in 30 days, uh, we sometimes even ourselves get a little too jaded, and to even what probably is the correct nature and function of an occult community in, in a very odd way, which I'm sure we'll have other, uh, other long conversations about that, but to put it in perspective, we have another... I guess she's not a famous author yet, and yet in 30 days' time, doing the work, uh, talking to her before before the show, amazing. Uh, another amazing story of of kind of uh, really a lot f- going a lot further in both tangible and psychological and psyche results than you would expect in 30 days, and. With that, I want to welcome Carrie to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. We totally appreciate uh, you coming on the show, and congratulations on winning, and more congratulations on all the benefits that you got from actually doing the challenging.
2: Yes, thank you. It's, it's, it's great. I've, the, the difference from the start of the 30 days and throughout, it's, uh, it's definitely been an eye-opener. Since especially since I have not worked magic before the thirty days in a number of years,
1: so oh, so it is—it's it's doubly a renewal, So that's even more <laughs> than what I was thinking when we were talking ahead of time. So on the uh, uh, on the work, Me? go ahead, Jason. Oh, uh, just going to say she was even rusty and still boom results quickly. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking uh, that's a, that is actually even doubly that pers this this whole conversation we're going to have in a whole different perspective that there was pretty radical changes, and you were rusty for a little yes. while. So, so on WordPress, uh, on the 30 Day Challenge, you, you went by Lucifelia, right?
2: Yes, yes, Lucifelia. It's basically a combo of Lucifer and Ophelia. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an online tag that I've used on and off uh, for uh, about almost 10 years
1: now. So. Well, that means that people are going to look you up and be like, wow, <laughs> this person is doing this. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So you were working with a Greek goddess named Kor. Maybe you could give us a little history, because Kor is inherently connected to Persephone, but most people know the name Persephone. So maybe you could tell us about Kor a little.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Um, Ironically enough, most people know uh, Persephone, the name Persephone, today, and it seems like a lot of the associations of that name are with her... um, being abducted by Hades as opposed to Queen of the Dead, whereas in ancient Greece, Persephone was strictly the Queen of the Dead, whereas Korra, which actually means maiden in Greek, was that kind of pre-abduction, springtime growth
1: aspect of her hmm. So there's a whole large component uh, of Persephone that people kind of don't always add into the mix and and you, you to to really go into it, you've really had a strong relationship with Persephone for many many years.
2: Yes, so yes, I've I've always been very close uh, with Persephone. I've I've done a lot with a lot of work with her, um, a lot of devotional work, you know, as you know, strictly as you know, queen of the dead, queen of the underworld, um, and that sort of thing. And the reason I said, well, uh, I'm going to focus on Cora for this 30 day challenge. Uh, I definitely needed the shift from the underworld out back into life and growth and movement. So it, it tied in nicely.
1: So in a literal way, we, we're going from the death current to life current. At the same time, synchronicity, you had moved from being kind of not doing magic to doing all kinds of magic for 30 days. Yes, yeah. yeah so it all kind of came together in what you were doing.
2: Yeah, it definitely did. Um you know like I said I I I was rusty. I would do a couple rituals in the course of a year here and there, um but nothing this focused and this significant. Um so this was great. Uh the working with her in, you know, the life-bringing aspect and the growth aspect and you know doing the magical work, it it really developed and lined up very
1: nicely. So I got to ask: So, are you doing more than one or two rituals a year now after the thirty-day challenge?
2: Yes, um, not as structured as that yet. Um, I am working with more, not not deities right now but more spiritual ent- entities whether they be, um, I'm not sure honestly if they're servitors or what and that's kind of what I'm figuring out and that's kind of what my practice has been focusing on since the 30 days have ended
1: but it's a lot, you're, you're, you're back in the game as we would yes, like to say yes, definitely <laughs> so, score one for the good guys Jason so
3: I think it what you're working with now is something that came to you during the challenge since you're not quite sure what it is
2: yeah, um, there were there were two entities that showed up almost to every ritual session that I've had, and I recognized the entities from, you know, much earlier in my life. So looking at that, I don't know if they're projections from myself that have kind of grown and developed their own existence, or if they were pre-existing that I've just you know, have this connection with for whatever reason. So that's what I'm working to figure out at this point.
3: Oh, come on. Let's swing new age for a moment. they your spirit guys. They've been with you oh, throughout Jason. all eternity.
2: That's why I hate even using the word guardian, but that was kind of the energy I felt. But I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> oh, Jason, why do you have to go there? It's, it's, uh, it's late at night. I'm feeling I'm-
2: mischievous. <laughs>
1: It's late at night. I've been like, I was up all night listening to drums. Come on. You have to go there.
3: Up <laughs> it, all night listening to drums. Did you have some uh, altering
1: substance? We're not going to talk about any of that on the air, okay. but the answer is no. So <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, before I go any further... I'm gonna just clarify that, because this happens sometimes, Carrie, where we have a little on air fight, because that's how we are. And we love uh-huh. it. We're best friends, really. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to do the 30-day energy challenge. Do I want any of that stuff in my system? Because it's just gonna make the energy challenge harder. Think about Good it, boy. Jason. <laughs> Good boy. Okay. <laughs> now <I> clarify that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be doing the Ganesh rituals and crying as I detoxify already. So it's going to be, like, even worse? Do I want that? No. (laughs) It's going to be a real challenge. Well, actually, I'm fasting for the first week, so it's going to be a real challenge. Oh, wow. Either way. So, Uh, auspiciously enough, we're talking about... um, we're talking about moving from this death current to the life current and it actually when you started off the ritual you, you were had you felt like you got pretty quick and fast contact but then that it, it almost sounded like that contact forced you to change the ritual structure you were working with
2: yes um and I was surprised at that, too, because like I had been rusty, and I didn't expect to actually have any kind of connection or contact for at least a week, if not longer. Um, but no, I felt you know her presence very early on, and getting myself ready for that contact and that conversation, for lack of a better term, um, I needed to really kind of tweak what I was doing so that I could focus and be prepared for... Each
1: session. So it was kind of like the early jolt, kind of reinforced you to go into a sort of magical analysis mode and figure out what was working and what wasn't uh, to get it more in line, so you could get contact faster. Yes. What kind of preparation
0: were
2: you doing? Um, initially. I was trying to do like like a seething kind of trance with um shaking and rattles and that kind of thing, and cool. no real cleansing initially um I would do like a a very simple basic kind of push everything away, and that was it, and then try to try to approach the trance um with with this the seething trance and that was okay, but um I needed something more. And I've been trying to stay away from circles and not work in working more of an, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a non-Wiccan context since that's where I first came in at um, 10 years ago or so. And I'm trying to work past that. Um, But I ended up doing, you know, a Wittershin sweeping to clear things out and also um, chanting and you know, energy work to go with that and actually, you know, clear the area and focus a little more in than I had been. And that helped propel the actual trance work itself that came after that.
1: So it's so it was almost like it was almost like after making contact it was kinda like you were you were getting the inspiration really early on to kind of tweak out and help out your ability to in a way, boost the signal. Yes. So, one of the things that came about is that uh, you were telling us that uh, with this kind of going into this new life process, uh, that, uh, that you actually had, had an actual life change, a, a tangible physical result of uh, actually going back to work and feeling those kind of uh, work Aspects that were kind of stuck and stagnant shift to a, a totally different level where you were going out being more productive and actually uh, able to do some of the things that you wanted to
2: yes um absolutely i I had been out of work for months and months and you know home and just kind of stuck and when you're when you're not working um it gets it gets hard you get stuck in this this rut of not being productive and when I wanted to, early on with Cora, she's like, okay, we're going to work together. She didn't give specifics, but she said, I'm guiding you through this process, and here we go. <laughs> and um, I, towards the end, or, you know, I, but through the process of the 30 days, I, I did end up you know, going back to work and um, doing more personal projects, which had also fallen by the wayside.
1: So, you so you not only had a, a real kind of financial uh rebirthing in a way you also had a major creative rebirthing
2: yes definitely um one of the one of the things that i that I do is make poppets uh which which I really enjoy on uh, I hadn't been doing that for probably about a year, and you know, since the thirty days i'm I'm back on it i have I have several uh little buddies that I've, that I've been creating and i um, preparing. So there's so, that. Do you make
0: them for other people or do you start lining up your enemies on a fence post?
2: You say that again? I said, do you make them for other people or do you just start lining up your enemies on a fence post one oh by one? Oh
1: <laughs> you went there. <laughs> this, this is, this I'm is what happens.
2: Anybody else, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely be open to do that. Um, but no, they're mostly for myself. They're, um, and sometimes there's their spirit houses and sometimes they're just it it depends it, it varies what what their role plays and as I, and as I create them we kind of see what what their purpose is so it, it's an oh, interesting yeah. development yeah
1: so i mean has that rebirthing of of real actually your your artistic thing you also uh has it had Transformational effects on your family life As well
2: um, Yeah I would say so uh, I, I have a uh, Daughter who's just about Five and You know I, I Think as I work As I've worked through it and You know I'm more Not Interactive with her I you know I feel More of a connection to her and I appreciate You know the life that she is and what she's brought me for, for viewing, for viewing life from that, that clearer and more appreciative perspective, if that makes sense.
1: Nice. So, so in a lot of areas of your life, you, you, you started this little 30 day challenge from this insane, uh, author Andrea Vitimis, and then all of a sudden you're getting kind of a lot of rebirthing going in many areas of your life.
2: Definitely. Yeah, you know, you never you never know what
1: those KODs though. Just <laughs> goes crazy and cause chaos everywhere we go. You you also had a um, secondary effect that you're doing the work and you really also started to get back into being wanting to write some books and in a kind of um, not just thinking about it, way, but actually working on it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always, you know, writing something that I've always kind of done, again, it's something that's fallen by the wayside in recent years. Um, and through this process of working with Cora and looking at, you know, life as more of a mystery of existence to appreciate as much as death, Um, I'm going back, and what I'm doing, I'm trying to write up a book on, you know, coming out of that death current and appreciating what you learn from, you know, the aspects of death and all that's in there, but taking that into life itself and really kind of, you know, working with that.
1: So these are major. Some aspects of them are kind of major changes, even going from not having done. Uh, magic to doing magic more often it just uh, it uh, it sounds like you know from a creative from work your work life to your emotional creative life that there's been some major uh, kind of rebirthing going on in, in your life absolutely um,
2: yeah and it speaks it speaks very highly from my own experience of actually you know stop stop being that armchair magician and just you know, to do, do that ritual, even if it's once, twice, and then again, and, you know, how is that going to affect you, and the results, for me, have totally been there.
1: So, you, you come through this 30-day process, and uh, actually, uh, probably being in a similar uh, starting state, too, I think that a lot of people are in, where they're they kind of do ritual once in a while so what would you tell people who are listening what would you what would you say to them after sitting down and doing the 30 days uh, um i i
2: would say you know it's i guess for me it was a lot of making excuses for you know why i couldn't do the work and with the challenge i was just like okay I'm just going to do this. And that's what you have to do. You just have to decide that you're going to do this and actually, you know, try it out, you know. From whatever source you're working with, whatever whatever type of magic you're working with, or at that point it would be reading about, actually try it and see what happens and try it again and, you know, work with what you have. Experience that because there is something to experience with it. And I think that's what people maybe afraid of is are they going to experience anything
1: and your experience experiences they definitely will yeah <laughs> absolutely and you kind of even prefaced this by saying you expected it to take a week of actual oh yeah i did i did before you got anything
2: yeah i did i did not expect anything to be to be a quick, okay, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna ask her to show up, she's gonna show up and we're gonna do this, I figured it'd be alright, I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna sit down with her, I'm gonna call her nothing's gonna go anywhere for a while and then hopefully in a week or so she'll start showing up <laughs> and no, I sat down the first or second night and almost immediately I did uh, my chant and she was there and I was like whoa, okay, let's go let's roll with this <laughs> Nice. nice,
1: very nice. nice, very nice. I mean, but even a week, it in the worst case, so you kind of even a week wasn't that much. And I have to kind of just go on a little tangent here again. This is a lot of real positive benefits with 30 days of work. Like, I keep stressing this at, at, on every segment. This is not years of work that the people are putting in, it's 30 days. And, uh, outside of uh, our conversation with Zach, I think most people were probably around 30 to 40 minutes a day. Zach being a little excessive was like hours, but, <laughs> 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 but it was like 30 minutes or, or 40 minutes. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say that's what you were doing about?
2: Yeah, it was, it was about 30, 40 minutes maybe, um. I know there was a couple nights when I just uh, was was not. I had I was getting bad headaches, and there was a night or two where I just it was it was maybe maybe ten minutes. It just it was not happening. But yeah, for the most part, it it was less than an hour, um, and I I connected with you know that energy and the other energies I spoke about earlier as well. It's uh, it's surprising what what you can experience and what you can go through and change in very
1: little time. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said, it's, it was less than an hour, 30 days. It's, it's not five hours of meditation for five years or some crazy stuff. Now, on the flip side of it, it, everyone who did this it they had different effects going on. Um, some people had an easy time like the first week like you. Uh, other people took a little longer uh, before they could get things going so yeah it's that's kind of how it is but you know would you having done the challenge again would you would you do it again or absolutely um absolutely
2: and I've been thinking about um you know whether I I want to to work with another deity again and sit down for another 30 days with with that sort of energy or you know it's it's a it's a matter of picking who's next really
1: (laughs) well very cool very cool in the last few minutes uh, do you have any parting thoughts for everyone listening and uh, anyone out there who might just happen upon this podcast
2: um just just to to reinforce that you know use what you're reading don't don't just read about magic but actually you know do something get get off your butt and put down the book or have the book open so you can read along whatever you need to do but actually do the work and make it happen
1: very cool jason do you have any uh any if i'm you didn't insert the questions in before before we uh kind of exit stage left any questions or comments oh no i think i think she made the perfect
3: comment right there gonna read the books do the work otherwise it might as well be fairy tales
1: hey hey wait 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 a minute again what's up with the fairy tale stuff you know you know what kind of stuff we do on saturday night come on (laughs) come on what's up with that
0: anyway what do you mean well, uh, okay, you could do three tail
3: workings, I guess, but I mean, you know what I mean. Right.
1: Well, yeah, I do know what you mean. We want to thank you for coming on the show, Carrie. If you could uh, stay on the air, uh, I, I promise I am working on getting everyone's T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> produced. This is like I I got a contact of somebody in Columbus, Ohio, who made all the T-shirts for me, so I have to get all the t-shirt sizes together and then ship them on off. And I hope that, uh, you'll keep, keep posting. Uh, if you want to go back to different challenges or participate in the energy challenge as well, we would love to have you, uh, back on the show actually, like when you win that challenge as well. Sounds good to me. So, uh, I want to thanks thank you again. Uh, for coming on the show. If you could just stay on the air for a second.
2: Yeah, Um, thank you uh, both
1: so much. Stop broadcast. You're welcome. So everyone have a good night out of Radio Land and uh, I'm signing out. I'm here with my co host, Jason the Man, the and we're here for the People's Show Part 2. All the interviews that we're providing are from segments of people who had won the 30 day entity challenge and have agreed to come on air. They're not necessarily famous people, they're not necessarily authors who wrote. You know, books that sell tens of thousands of copies, but there are people who did the work and had miraculous outcomes because they did the work. That's right, Jason. The people show. As opposed to the people's elbow, which is an entirely different thing.
0: <laughs> Do you smell what J-Rock's cooking?
1: Oh my god! I can <laughs> never believe what you say on the air.
0: Man, I'm just in a good mood. I'm loving life. It's been a great, great holiday weekend, and you know, because of time differences we're doing, we're actually pre-recording this show, so no, we're not coming at you live tonight, so don't call us and harass us, please.
1: Well, they can call us and harass us. just won't be on here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, oh, Andrea, how are you doing this fine weekend?
1: Uh, I've been recuperating, you know, getting stuff done, it's- making new altars, all kinds of stuff, so it's been a kind of weird weekend, uh, So, but cool.
0: So tonight, our first guest, we have, we have Caroline with us?
1: Yes, she's still on air. Yes, I am. All right. And she was the first winner before everyone else she had won already before people even started which is pretty amazing
4: i was taking names names and kicking asses
1: you did you did (laughs) yours yours, uh... you had an interesting time of the challenge actually because at first uh... you know as we're talking about it at first uh, and and you could talk about the the entity that you chose to work with. At first, entity wasn't exactly honest with you, or wasn't exactly nice to you.
4: Uh, no, I um, but before choosing the entity, I because there were a few I had in mind that I wanted to work with. I know I wanted to work with a Celtic deity, um, so I did some meditating and praying on it, and and Mananon, uh kind of uh, showed up and was like, "Pick me, pick me!" And uh, you know, I I really. Uh, I, I, um, like Mananon. I had worked a little bit with Mananon in the past. Um, Mananon had been someone who kind of showed up at Ritual. Um, invited or not, and then was welcomed to Ritual. That was kind of my experience with him in the past. Um, so I, uh, I started working with him. I, I first went through the, um, the mythology. Um, and uh, Mananon is um, he is technically a trickster god. And um, he's not loki he's not coyote so he's not like that kind of trickster who's got his own agenda for his own benefit in mind um but in the mythology he does trick kind of for the benefit of who he's helping and um he started off um creating a situation where it was a it was a safe environment but in a way i was um i was kind of victimized and uh ended up taking a very passive role and just kind of taking what I was given and normally in the rest of my life I I, I am a very assertive person but there was a repeated situation in my life where I was kind of uh, becoming victimized and taking this passive role and what Manan wanted me to do was to stand up to him Um, and so I went through the first week um, not enjoying it at all um, and really was not okay with how things were going. And uh, kind of showed up to ritual not to do the regular meditation, but to tell him if this is how things are going to go, I'm out. Um, and so I, I you know, went into trance with words planned, and he, he basically said, and that is how I want you to be, um, once I stood up to him. And after that, it was, it was smooth sailing, um, but I really needed to, um, to learn how to use my voice in a, in a situation where I, I felt that I wasn't being treated fairly.
1: Was that an issue before uh, the work with him? Was that is that a, a transformative moment? Yes, yes,
4: very much so. Um, in most of my life, I, I'm really able to to stand up for myself. But there was a a, um, a pattern going through most of my adult life where, in certain situations, um, I was really accepting and and becoming very ragdollish to some really really not cool stuff. Um, and uh, so since then, I am I have been able to, to let go of that pattern and to resolve that, and right? uh, I, I do credit and um, on putting me in that position before that happened.
0: So in a sense, he, he recognized that you were a victim of a bully, so he actually began to bully you to get you to stand up for yourself.
1: Yes. That sounds hmm. like That sounds like a pretty major achievement, and that was pretty early on in the challenge.
4: Yeah, that was the first week
0: see so in other words the spirit actually chose what well I shouldn't say chose but helped dictate where the direction of this whole working was going to go from that point on
4: Uh, well no because he wanted me he wanted me to dictate it and and in the past I wasn't Um, so he started off in a situation where it was um, it it was a safe place for me to be and experience this Um, and then he wanted me to step up to the plate and dictate, dictate how things were going to go from that point that point forward. Nice. And after um, he allowed me to realize that I was the one in control to begin with, um, things started to go much smoother. And we were able to develop a really strong relationship and a very good friendship uh, from that point on.
0: You know, I, the, the best comparison that I could make to what you're describing, he sounds more like a psychologist than a trickster.
1: There's, um, there's a difference there? No, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
4: I, I'm going to call him a teacher in that regard, but the kind of teacher like um, his person, because he does have a really great sense of humor. If I was to pick a movie role in pop culture to describe kind of Bonanon's personality, it would be Robin Williams' role in uh, Death Poets Society. That's, that's the kind of guy he is.
0: Mmm. I like that.
1: So, not to go too far into to some of the details, but you know, through the course of of, of your thirty-day challenge, you, as as many of the people who we had on the show, had some pretty extreme life difficulties and uh, yeah. difficulties where to not go into specifics and uh, deal with legal issues of your not of not your own fault and. Uh, Basically, uh, the spirit also through the 30 days of work gave you strength, support, and basically had you be able to keep things together.
4: Yes. I, I, um, the, the stuff I'm going through right now is really pretty hardcore. Um, and I was able to keep my shit together, keep my mood together, for the most part, really surprisingly well. Um, I think that the meditation Process and the challenge—it um, gave me um, some routine, some comfort to fall back on. Like, no matter what happens, I really have Mananon um, to help me through this. Uh, and um, yeah, I, of course, it, it, the the basic benefits of meditation um, were were um, definitely seen. So I, I think, that, and one of the things that Mananon We'll get into a bit of this later, but he, he tricked me into learning how to do mindful meditation, which is something that I'd always struggled with before.
0: Now, now, please, give us a give a description, because you have to understand, a lot of the listeners don't know all of these terms, so how would you describe the idea of mindful meditation?
4: Um, and I'm sure everyone has their own definition. I, I don't really have a background in, uh, in, in anything uh, Eastern, but essentially it's to be very present in the moment and meditating in the moment um, and, and not be elsewhere and typically when I meditate mentally I am elsewhere and I've always had to um, keep very mentally occupied with whatever meditation I'm working on or whatever ritual I'm working on and um, so because Mananana is a water deity and I was um, going into a, a meditative state meditating about waters and oceans and all this stuff um, I have the benefit of uh, working on a campus that has a gorgeous lake running right through. Um, and so weather was nice, I went down and I'm sitting by, I, I felt drawn to go sit by the river and, um, and do this meditation. So I'm sitting by the river and I'm closing my eyes and I'm imagining a river. And that's just a lot more work than I needed to do because why am I imagining imagining a river when there's one right in front of me. So I ended up opening my eyes and meditating on the river in front of me um, instead of uh, being elsewhere. So that was a really big thing for me to just enjoy what was what was around me and not have to be mentally elsewhere. Um, and as the meditation went on, I, I really wanted to be able to do this wherever, whenever, just kind of drop in a trance and be able to meditate this. And uh, the last weekend of the challenge... Um, I was in Toronto for the weekend, and uh, I had various events going on and a packed schedule, and I was over-scheduled, as I usually am. And um, there was a point where I was kind of in between appointments, and I'm like, well, the only time I really have to do this is at Starbucks. So I was sitting in Starbucks, and um, instead of going into the um, the meditative state of uh, of imagining the river... It was the sea of people just kind of became a river in front of me so I was in a very urban setting and still able to imagine the river and then all of a sudden I became intensely aware of the blood running through my veins of being water and that I was so connected with water and I mean you hear the, the expression of water is the elixir of life but it was um it was really this this incredible peak moment of me sitting in Starbucks um sipping my Hibiscus pink fruity cold thing and um, feeling just incredibly connected to everyone and every, every person and every living thing because we all have this, this water spirit. And it was, um, it was a powerful moment to realize that Mananon was always with me because so much of me is water. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I got tricked into mindful meditation.
0: <laughs> no, that was a, that's a really cool analogy. Yeah. So, beyond being tricked into mindful meditation, uh, were there any other lessons that cropped up in the 30 days, besides being more uh, assertive and standing up for yourself?
4: Well, there, there, there were plenty. Um, uh, I, I think I really got a lot out of the documentation and realized the importance of documenting my work that was going along. Um, within the blog that was created for the 30 Day Challenge, there really was a community sense and people were... Um, interested in each other's progress and uh, encouraging everyone, their peers along, but that was really important. Um, something that was also really neat that happened, um, as, as Andrea and I mentioned, I'm going through some really, really um, yucky stuff right now. Um, Mananana told me early on that he was going to appear to me in human form, and if you know the, um, the book of invasions, uh, Celtic mythology at all, that's actually something that he does do, is um, appear in another form, and um, i I went to a, a home and Garden show and I thought it was this lady who was um, doing this bog demonstration, but uh, and very well could have been, but there was a really powerful experience that happened shortly after the challenge ended um, i uh, my um lawyer in this matter uh, needed to cancel for some uh, some very serious health reasons, and then this other lawyer took over, and I had the, uh, the option of whether to hire this, this lady on uh, or get another lawyer. Um, and then on, at first I was quite upset that um, you know, someone else is stepping in and I didn't choose this person, but um, it very much changed my knowledge that this was Mananon in human form. Um, the Isle of Man in Europe is named after Mananon. That's his, his place of residence. He's the patron god of that of that area and, um, in Celtic mythology the gods are not our creators, the gods are our ancestors and this woman's last name was Man, as in the island of Man as in the descendant of Mananon um, and she has been so compassionate and just rocks it in the courtroom and I don't know how we get through this process without her um, so I, I really very much feel like that was
0: that was what modern art was talking about oh and that's, that's a sweet analogy too because <clears throat> in, in tradition being the descendant would be the, the physical embodiment of the ancestor just not the literal mind of
1: mm-hmm. that's also very 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 odd synchronicity <laughs> yes
4: yeah, I thought it was pretty
1: cool. Well above and beyond a normal, mm, it's all in your head type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, after working with the the spirit for thirty days, uh, you had mentioned that you know you became friends and it became one of the real kind of strong members of your personal. Uh, frame and maybe you could talk about even more than you have about the meditation about how things are different now that you got through the 30 days.
4: Well, the last day of the meditation, or the last day, of, I, I refer to it as the meditation because I did take a very meditative stance doing this. But the last day of the challenge um, was the night before my birthday and it was uh, um, at sunset and in the uh, the Celtic tradition, the, the day starts at sunset, so technically it was the beginning of my birthday, and um, I'd set out two chairs and poured a glass of mead for myself and Mananon to celebrate this, and it was moniac mead, which is like, moniac is to mead is champagne, champagne is to sparkling wine, so it's the good stuff. So I'm sitting out there with my moniac and uh, just enjoying the evening with my good friend Mananon, and... And I said to this, yeah, I'm really going to miss this. I'm really going to miss uh, the time I'm spending with you. And he essentially said, I'm not going anywhere. Um, so I, I haven't been doing it daily, but I have been able to continue to form a strong relationship with, and uh, uh, to hang out um, with this really, really incredible guy. Uh, so um, I, I, I've been looking for several years with the morrigan as, as my uh... as my matron deity and uh... Mananon had offered to take her place um, so i think that was a um, a change that was quite welcome um... i still love the morrigan very much but she can be um... challenging so uh... Mananon is my new patron deity and um, I'm, I'm quite enjoying working with him
0: oh this is going to lead to a technical question so what did the Morgan have to say about that
4: um it it was actually a very um a very amical, am, amicable stepping down it was it was just time for the new uh the new role um, and when she had become my matron years ago, she had told me and this was this was before I got into paganism. Before I knew who she was, she had appeared to me, and uh, she had said that she would, um, she would be with me until I found the right one, until the next one came along. Um, so, ten years later, <laughs> um, it's been time for her to step down, and that was that. Actually, worked out very beautifully.
1: Nice. So then, the 30-day challenge is go- is has. A huge impact on your personal spiritual because uh, it's changing your whole makeup, as it were, as it's changing the whole energies around your life.
4: Yes, yes, very much so. Um, I look at how things have changed in my life um, in a short period of time. Um, like there's so many transitions happening in my life right now. Um, and I, I, I think. I think that this transition was happening anyways, but I think that um, the thirty day challenge was almost like a rite of ascension into this new period of my life.
1: Those are thirty days. It's not three years or five years. It was thirty days. Yeah. So, just for the listeners to realize, this was just thirty days of magical work, not uh, not two years.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm so thankful that I. That I did it, and then I followed through. I, I think I approached it for very uh, Um, which is why I finished first. Because I, you know, um, it was it, I, I saw it as a course requirement rather than a um, um, rather than a hobby. Um, and I think with with the stuff that I'm going through personally, I needed to go through this, and I needed to have a home base to go to, and Matt and I provided that for me. Um, there's a Again, I'm, I'm going back to uh, um, a Buddhist saying, which I'm not Buddhist and don't really have any uh, backgrounds, I'm not very, meaning any disrespect, but um, the saying is, um, you should meditate for an hour a day, and if you don't have time, you should meditate for two hours a day, and I think that really mattered, of um, regardless of what's going on, of making that time to show up. And there were some times where I showed up and I fell asleep, and there were times when I showed up and didn't, but I showed up, and I think that that made a big difference in how things went.
1: Which kind of goes into the last questions, Uh, you know, you've come out the other side of the first challenge that that we're going to do, not the last, but, you know, what, what advice would you have for people just listening who might be into metaphysics or cults, maybe they read lots of books, you know, what advice would you have for them in approaching something like this or just in general having come out the other side? You tell
4: um, I, th- I think two pieces of advice. Um, one is the importance of documentation. Um, I think that keeping that electronic blog kept me um, <laughs> accountable, kept me honest, um, and really allowed me to um, keep track of things, because I couldn't remember my on day 16 or day 18, and I could go back through. So I think that documenting, whether it's in a journal, whether it's online, um, I think documenting is, is a really good idea, um, even now like I'm remembering. Right now there's a ritual that I want to do that I did six years ago and I can't remember because so I didn't write it down. So documentation I think is important. Um, and then again, I, I think the other part is to show up. Um, even if you're not getting any goal out of it, um, how this process really helped me keep my, keep my shit together while I'm going through such incredible trauma um, was really important. And I think that... Um, Spending time in meditation and spending time in trance. Um, I've always been someone who's really practical and really goal-oriented, and um, didn't like doing um, meditation for the sake of doing it. Um, and I remember actually you giving me shit for that once and telling me that I needed to lift the weights. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be me. I would probably do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
4: so I, I think I think showing up and the power of starting is really important. with you, Jason.
1: Do you have drag racers going by your house every day?
0: <laughs> Fast and the Furious, man. Fast and the Furious. Welcome to Columbus, the city of crime. Oh, God. <laughs> oh,
1: no, that's Detroit. Uh, it's not Columbus, Ohio, I'll tell you that.
0: They can't afford the gas in Detroit anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, my. You guys are scaring me. We have, like, walk-by donuts, you know.
4: <laughs> anyway, um... So, yeah, the, the importance of documentation, the importance of showing up. And, I mean, the, the um, documented benefits and the research behind, um, behind meditation is extensive. And even if you're not thinking of working with a specific God or um, working with any uh, specific goal in mind, I think just really showing up um, really does reap many, many benefits. That's the advice I'd give.
1: That's right show up, do the work for for 30 days, and get a whole bunch of magical results that uh, probably cannot just be explained away.
0: And remember, kids, consistency, because even if every session doesn't render a result, it still builds upon itself with consistency.
1: Yeah, I mean, so far, 30, we've had four of the winners on now, and they all told stories where by just showing up, that's probably the best advice. Every day, eventually, well, shit happened.
0: <laughs> and remember the pattern. I don't think anyone had every single session go with fireworks.
1: No, they didn't. No, they didn't. So that it's very consistent with everyone else. I uh, mean, there's a consistent pattern here. They did the work for thirty days, and were, people's lives have changed. It's we're not talking about three years here either. Like you know, we're not talking about four years of magical work, we're talking about 30 days of committed magical work. I just have to put it into perspective because if people listening don't keep hearing that this is only 30 days what people are describing. 30 days, 30 minutes to an hour a day. Well, that rant aside, I want to thank you for coming on, on the air, Caroline and um, I want to thank you for doing the challenge too and being the first winner who I still owe everyone t-shirts to well
4: thank you for having me and thank you for putting this together
1: well it won't be the last one as anyone going to the 30 day challenge now knows because they can see my test code <laughs> <laughs> they can see me coding the site you know for the next challenge and, but um, have be it. What was that?
4: I've got the, um, uh, college of, you have to pronounce that for me. Peter Carroll's College. Oh, the Arkadorium? Yeah, so I'm doing that right now. Although, with moving, I haven't been, um, as diligent as I was with the 30-day challenge. Um, so yeah, I've got that, and then I'm
1: looking forward to the, uh, the next, uh, 30-day challenge with you. August 1st. I'm actually going to do a fast. A bet? A fast. Oh, fast, okay. Just a fast. I'm going to make that energy work hardcore. I'm going to fast for the first week. For the first week? Yes. That is hardcore. Well, it's going to be a juice fast, so it's not quite as hardcore okay. as not eating, but... It should yes. be. Can
4: whiskey in my juice if I do that?
1: <laughs> what was that?
4: If I do that fast, can I put whiskey in my juice? Does that count?
1: Oh. <laughs> you are working with the Celtic god forms. Probably yeah. is okay. <laughs>
0: hey, you just remember, what was it? Blazing Saddles. Somebody drink like that and don't eat, she going to
1: die. <laughs> wow.
4: Well, I tried taking up jogging, but the ice keeps falling out of my glass.
1: Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. So with that, we will we'll let you go. We want to thank you again. Just stay on the air for a second. Um, again, peep everyone, 30 days for life-changing events now. Thanks again. I'm going to thank sign you. up. This is Deeper Down the Rabbit Hole and I'm here with Jason in another segment of The People Shows. It's not just the People's Show, it's the People's Shows because we had so many winners of the 30 Day Challenge, we have more than one show. And each of the stories so far have been impressive and awesome and today's stories from Tim, with a spirit that I actually know about much more about uh, is equally awesome. And equally life-changing. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome Tim to the show. How are you doing, Tim?
3: I'm doing fine. How are you doing?
1: It is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not quite as early as it is out in California, but it's still good.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's getting pretty warm here.
0: Well, hey, Tim. For those the those listeners that don't know, why don't you give us a brief rundown of... Get Ibo and, and what he represents?
3: Well, uh, Getting Ebo is a psychopomp. He's, uh, he's a spirit that leads the recently deceased to where they need to go. And he's also known as a great healer. Um, his, his thing isn't so much of like uh, giving good health, but he takes away illness. Uh, and he's uh, also known for having a tremendous sense of humor being a clown and being a mind reader to, to know if you have a, uh, you're putting up a front he can see behind the front and he can make some joke that'll cut right to the bone to expose things to their essence
1: very very cool that- now, you actually started working with Getty Nebo after getting a talisman from somebody we've had on the show, which is, is Mambo Common Day, and you got a shrine from her first to start off to work.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah I did. Um, I, I had, a, I had, had a, a, a cat die, and then a friend that was um, uh, in the process of dying, and so I thought it would be a, a good idea. Uh, to create a shrine, that, that to, for the mambo to uh, to create a shrine to, uh, to Getty, so that I would have a focal point to work with the uh, the recently deceased and those that were just about to go.
1: So you set out and you started out uh, doing the work, and uh, at first you you had mentioned to us that you.
3: Kind of had a hard time. Um. Yeah, you know, the, the very, the very first day, uh, the very first night, it, it um, there was, it was, it actually was a surprise in how well it worked. It was like there's some aspect of me took over, and as if I'd been doing it for years and years. Uh, you know, it was one thing flowed into another Um, there was there was no static you know there was no uh, wasn't any uh, distraction in my mind or anything Uh, but then that wasn't (laughs) what it was like the next day you know the first day the first night was such a sense of ease and, and confidence and power and then the second night I I, uh, opened up a space, and I was, you know, I wanted, you know, I was kind of looking for something special to happen, you know. I was asking for signs and characteristics of Getty's presence, and so my eyes shut at a certain point, and I'm looking for some great vision, and so how I, I saw myself in darkness and I'm, and I'm going come on you know I want something to happen so this figure walks up to me and I recognize that it's Anubis who's the uh, you know Egyptian god of the dead and he's leading me down this great hallway and I'm going cool something's going to happen we come into this great open space and before me there's this great giant fiery head and then I go oh no it's the Wizard of Oz and, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't happy at that and, um, and then the Wizard of Oz goes pay no attention to the man behind the curtain and then to the left there's this little curtain booth and Getty Nimbo comes out laughing and it's it, was, it, it wasn't funny to me it was, and I felt um I felt, I felt small. I felt like a pretense had been taken away from me. And Getty, the the feeling from Getty Nimbo was, was like, hey, don't, don't go look for some giant vision. Uh, You know, I'm just me. I'm just Getty Nimbo.
1: What's kind of funny about that is when we started talking about Getty Nimbo, the first thing you said is that he tells jokes that are sometimes cutting to reveal a truth. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so it's doubly really funny that the second day in the challenge, he's like, "Calm down. Here's a joke."
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny when it happens to somebody else. When it happens to you, <laughs> at the time, it's not so funny. Um, but that's what he did. He made this joke, which you know, now looking back, is really funny to me. But at the time, I was just full of chagrin, and I didn't know how to proceed from there. You know,
1: so so you get to the, so second, the next, yeah, you get uh-huh. to the third day, the next day, and you're, you're kind of coming in like, oh man.
3: Exactly. <laughs> it's like, man, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to do, to where to go with this, except to, you know, to relax, you know, to not. Not have it not not push for things, but to allow things to happen on on their own I mean to to set up the space and to invite the spirit, but not to try have it conform to to something so uh, so I'm singing this giddy song, and I feel this warm presence, and then is something happens where uh there's it's not me it's not him it's not us but it's just this one it's just this presence that's larger than my physical body it's like my physical body's contained within this larger presence and I don't know how to translate it but it just it, it was incredible it was it was uh it was like, you know, it was like that's the place that magic, real magic can happen from. Uh, and, and that session was, was unique, you know, um, but it was amazing. It was incredible. It's a mystery to me still. I don't know what to think about it.
1: That's awesome. So in the yeah. course of the, the 30 days, you were actually trying to have... Uh, give up help you give up smoking uh,
3: yes true on, on the first day that was one thing that I put out there that I want to deal with this addiction you know it's, I smoked on and off um, throughout my life and this last go around I've been smoking for two years and during that time I've tried you know there's been times where I've tried to stop and I couldn't make it more more than a day. You know, these uh, you know, it, nicotine addiction is extremely powerful. Uh, so there came a time when I, uh, during the course of the thirty days, where I said, "Okay, you know, this is the day." And so I asked, you know, I, in all humbleness, I asked for for help because it, it's I can't couldn't do it alone. You know. I think. I wasn't able to do it alone. So I uh, I asked that every time a craving came up, that Getty would appear. And just putting that out there, it instantly happened like that. So an intense craving would come up, and there would be Getty's warm, uh, smiling presence there. Uh, and which was a, a little bit irritating at first, because I was in this agitated state, and then to have a smiling presence there when I when that was the last thing I felt like dealing you know, with smiling, uh, kind of bugged me. You know, it was like, but then you know the craving would go away, and Getty's presence would would um, would leave and then the craving would come up again. there would be Getty again smiling and warm uh and supportive and then after a while it got to be it got to be kind of funny (laughs) I couldn't just help but laugh you know and uh it it uh it kind of softened uh the intensity of the craving to have and and the feeling was that that there was somebody there that was um that was giving me support you know
0: unwavering support oh I get it you're in that withdrawal state and then you have somebody smiling and laughing oh no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I felt well, like screaming you know I mean, it's sure
0: because because the reality of it it is it, there is a humor there but the subjective reality of being in that state of withdrawal it's like oh no screw you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so you know
3: that uh, that had a real impact. You know, uh, just just doing that, I could have I could have never have have done that alone.
1: And and since the challenge, you you still been, you know, smoke free, right?
3: Yes, you know, I I don't like I don't like to feel that you know. You know, I mentioned this before, I like to feel that I've quit, because I've quit so many times, but I'm pausing.
1: <laughs> but it's been holding, though. It, it's not just a pause, it's been holding so far. Yes. You know, and you just, you know, when we are talking, uh, you know, before the show, you actually described other magical results, tangible results that you actually got. One particular incident with your cat that had disappeared.
3: Um, yeah, I had, I had a cat, um, my little boy, uh, who went, went missing, and, um, you know, cats will go out on an adventure, but after three and a half days, I was, I was quite worried about him, I was out looking for him, you know, I couldn't find him, so that night, I, uh, I did something that, you, you know... I I made a, I made some strong demands. No, I wasn't, I was, I I was happy with any outcome, you know, if he was, had been hit by a a car or something and was dead, then that would be okay, but I would just want, want some sign, you know, that, that, that that's what happened, so I would have an answer but if, if what I thought he was was like locked away in a basement or a garage and if that was the case then I was asking for a, a window to be broken so he could get out or a thought to be uh, put in the, uh, the homeowner's head you know to go down and hey let me go down in the basement and then so he could escape and so I wasn't I wasn't uh, you know trying to force uh, Force whatever the reality of the situation was to conform to my wishes. But I was, I was definitely, you know, I was asking that uh, that the man, little boy, be re- returned to me, you know, whether physically or non-physically. And I was saying it, uh, I was saying, uh, you know, prove, prove to me that magic is real you know I mean prove it and if if uh, if a result a uh, magical result happens from this you know I'll dedicate my life to magic and then the next the next night you know I, I hear uh, a meow and I can hear you know cats from outside my window and, and oftentimes you know I would hear a meow in the days that he was missing and, and then you know look in the living room and and, uh, it wasn't him, so I heard him yell, and I go, "Okay, it's probably not going to be him." And I walk out in the living room, and there he is. He would come back, and I go, "Oh, you're here." And he had lost weight, and uh, he was starving. But it, I take it as a direct result from from the night before. No, that, that
1: that was actually one of of, of two times that you. He kind of asked the spirits for more direct proof of magic. Um, and there was another time with uh, some pros that was very interesting as well. No. You're, you're, is that you? Jason, is that you? I'm, I'm here. Right, what's up? Okay. Yeah, I was going yeah. crazy for a second there.
0: Yeah, I was hearing a lot of fuzz there for a moment. Like, like, I got like a blank spot yeah it just kind of dropped out on me for a minute
1: sorry about that uh That's but okay. there was also another time that you'd kind of ask the spirits for some 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 kind of proof of magic and you had an unbelievably awesome time with some with crows after talking to uh, Gade and yeah <laughs>
3: oh man uh so so I'm playing the song I'm rapping out uh the rhythm on my metal guitar and as, as you know that's my invitation and then I feel his warm presence come. and then as, as often happened during the uh, course of the thirty days there'd be some impulse and so I followed the impulse and the impulse was to go up out on my roof so it's, it's twilight um, and I'm standing on my roof, I'm, I'm clapping out Getty's rhythm the bonder rhythm with my hands above my head. And then a bunch, I hear the cawing of of crows, and a bunch of crows come directly above my head, and more crows follow, and there's a circle of crows going counterclockwise around my head. And then more crows come, and then there's another circle directly above them going clockwise. And then even more crows come, and there's a couple of crows above that. Meanwhile, I'm singing Giddy's song, clapping his rhythm. You know, it was all part... I'm in this space where it was like... It just seemed like the crows and me are all part of this one celebration. I don't know what it is. So, at the time, I knew it was uh, pretty awesome, but I was... It was also just what was happening. The the crows uh, fly off I go back inside, I continue for a while, I close down the space. But then the next day I was like, what was that about, man? That was just, that was, that was incredible. It's like I've never had anything like that happen, you know. It's like, uh, it's like the universe saying, you know, "This this is real, you know. This is totally real.
1: And you had another instance where you you were kind of slipped into a little bit of depression and, and Getty Nimbo slapped you out of it in like seconds.
3: Oh man, that was, uh, that was extremely startling. I was you know, in this heavy mood. It was going on for uh, hours. And then uh, Getty Nimbo just uh, appeared by my right side this warm presence again. And instantly it was like a, a light switch had been flipped, and the depression was gone in a split second, and I was filled with laughter and light and the depression didn't return and and this feeling of exuberance and humor persisted for hours and hours it was it was startling it just uh it happened out of nowhere you know it wasn't uh it wasn't something that i uh intentionally was doing it it was on it was on Getty's side you know of him appearing but it had a tremendous effect and it yeah and you're right it was just another sign that uh, uh, that things these things have an impact you know in our daily lives it's not a, it's not a, a dreamy kind of thing You know, just concrete results that can come
0: from this. I, I totally applaud the ingenuity and the innovative use of the spirit. I mean I look at it like, okay, you take you take a spirit, gay day in general tend to tend to be cigarette smokers. Yeah. So you actually took a spirit that quite possibly would under other circumstances be a smoker and asked it to help you with your craving. Yeah, exactly. You know, but but it worked. Okay, that's the point, because it, it, yeah. it, it is an innovation. It, just because the spirit does something, well, okay, we'll we'll look at it like a, uh, oh, like a intermediary. The fact that the spirit understands the addiction would actually make it a good advocate. Um, but yeah, and then you took something that represents death. And you had it help you save a life By bringing your cat home Right
3: Yeah, you know And I thought about that uh, Like, of uh, Getty like, Being a smoker, drinker Real partier And uh, And I thought that Just as you were saying that That he knows He, he knows what it's about So, it's like <laughs> but
1: technically the gay they don't feel or consume any of it they just they're past all that so they can do whatever they want so it's kind of like in a way it's to me it's as a Hogan doubly appropriate because he took you past all that so you could do whatever you want
0: mm. Mm. good analogy
1: because they smoke and they drink but it they can't taste it, they can't right. smell the cigarettes, because they're dead. But that's right. kind of, it's, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of an ironic joke that they do that, almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's a weird kind of, if you're in the know, joke that the gay they do, almost.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that hasn't occurred to me.
1: But yeah, so it's doubly that he, you know, they took you past all that. I said, "Okay, you need to see the joke of this, too." Right. Now, in the course of 30 days, you've had all these benefits, and uh, by the well, uh, by the way, I would, would love to tell you, I welcome you to the path of magic that you're going to be pursuing the rest of your life, based on two encounters, right? Because you told them, to give you proof, and you got it twice, so.
0: So, just out of curiosity, did you dedicate yourself to magic in general, or did you dedicate yourself to the gay day?
3: Well, I mean, before I started this, I knew that I would be making offerings to Getty every Friday. Every so Friday. No. But no, um, it's, uh, so, so that was a given. But no, uh, it's, uh, it, it's dedicating myself um,
0: to the path of magic. And so, just out uh, of curiosity, have you had many encounters with ghosts, the dead in general
3: well um yes, because uh i i had a uh, started lucid dreaming at very early at the age of five, you know coming out of a nightmare, and then um uh, had things that were more than lucid dreaming uh, out of that, and so uh some of the non physical beings that you meet are uh, uh y- you can meet people that that have recently been recently deceased, for instance, there was a friend of mine that was dying, and so i thought, okay um you know this the this non physical space is out of time there's there's no time so as I was falling asleep, I asked to go to that point in time right after right after his death uh and so i had this dream that i was flying side by side with him and he turns to me and he goes tim where are we going and i go well you can ask to go to the place where you most need to be and then we flew along for a little bit longer and then he he winked out he disappeared so I assumed that he went to wherever he most needed to be, okay. and then a week, and then a week later after that, um, I had a dream where uh, I, I appeared in front of him, and and he was surprised to see me. He was like, "Damn!" And I I, I couldn't say anything in the dream. I was just overcome with the uh, emotion. Uh, and then he, he died shortly after that. But, so. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you've after you've had a zillion lucid dreams and and, uh, and out of body experiences, you uh, you, I mean, for me, it's kind of like sunk deep into my bones that that we're all non physical beings, having a you know, temporarily having this human physical life.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, i tell you what, man, if you're doing weekly work with the Gay Day, you're going to have more of those experiences. Yep. Yeah. yep.
1: Yeah. So, in the course of 30 days, uh, you know, do you have anything to tell people who are, you know, maybe thinking of they're just starting out on the path or they want to do their own kind of 30-day thing? Do, do you have anything to tell people who are kind of used to maybe just not doing this kind of work and... Anything to
3: say to them? Um. Well, you know, I think. Uh, you know, I, I I think the game is is uh, is kind of like find your own answers. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of help that you can that you can get, uh, but I the you know, so, some things uh, you you, you kind of have to let sit for a while. You can't um, define them too quickly. Uh, and you know, there's uh, like, for instance, one time I was uh, I was in this dream. You know, at that time I was like trying to. Uh, Make all my non-physical senses as acute as I could you know, to see very clearly, uh, to feel sensations. And I noticed, uh, at, you know, a turn. I see my body uh, on the bed, and I see this figure sitting at the foot of the bed, and it's this little person that's kneeling, facing out away from my physical body with this miss- misshapen head, and so. I go up to him and I say what's your name and he looks very confused and he goes demon and that startled me for a split second and then I go I you know I start laughing and go that's what they all say you know, I make a joke and then um, he uh, and then he said something else which I was in, in you know I I've never understood to this day but then later I wrote about it on this online forum of, of uh, people that work with dreams and out-of-body experiences. And all the feedback I got there was, oh, you know, you should be scared of this little guy. Uh, you know, well, watch out for demons. And I go, well, you know, I, I thought it was more like demon, like uh, the word for spirit. And also got the impression that, you know, that wasn't his name, but that's what people called him. So he was like, you know, had this he, he didn't even, you know, names are arbitrary to a, a lot of these spirits. He so just came up with something that he heard himself being called. And they were going, No, you should, you know, you should be very afraid. And, and I was going, No, this, this little guy felt extremely loyal to me. And uh, so, you know, people were trying to give me these answers of what this little guy was. And I said,
0: Well, oh, poo poo on you, Christian White Lighter.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said no. You know, I said no. You know, this guy was friendly. And then like 10 years later I'm looking in this book of uh, Egyptian mythology and there's this image of this little dwarf called Bess which was like a prote- you know, a protector of uh, and one of his names was was demon because apparently that's what people called him. Uh, and uh and that was the, the little guy that had been sitting at the foot of my bed, you know. And he was this completely benign uh protector, mainly protector of pregnant women, but also, I read, a protector of musicians. So So I was really happy that I, I didn't get uh, full of fear.
0: Hey, Jason, I think something's
1: happening here on the right.
0: Uh you getting static, crackle pop what? Hello. Okay, here we are again. Hello. Yeah, I'm still was
3: here.
1: By. Was it me or was it you guys? I said it sounded like a truck was going by.
0: No, it wasn't the truck at this side. Yeah, it's no, okay. I had, I had an electrical short.
1: There you go, another electrical short. It's Skype <laughs> the <laughs> evil. But yeah. uh, so you, so really. The message there being, you know, just kind of don't always listen to the advice and kind of really work through it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, uh, but you know, there's there are some good books that that don't lay a belief system, you know, on you. And your book in particular. Uh, the hands on uh, chaos magic is absolutely wonderful i mean because
1: thanks for what the you plug.
3: do well i mean cuz what it is is that it's it's people uh finding things out for themselves uh, and it's almost like they co-write the book with you because as you go through those exercises you're uh you're uh, finding your your own uh Your own uh, path that you're walking on. So, well, thank you. Well, there's not many books like it. That's all I can say. Well, doubly thank you. I sell books for a living, so I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them.
1: Well, sometime Tim, I'm gonna have to come down to California and visit your store.
3: Uh yeah, that'd be fine. And then I'll uh I'll take you out to dinner.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So we've had now five segments and uh each person uh, on the segment had uh, pretty weird experiences and we're not talk- to to kind of end the segment. We're not talking about 5 years. We're not talking about 3 years or 1 year. We're talking about 30 days. (laughs) And we're
0: talking, out of all these experiences, zero casualties.
1: That's right, right. Which, you know, for the people who uh, criticized me, let's say, uh, before running this, that I was being, how can I say it, uh, irresponsible, poo-poo on you for spreading fear. Again, I say (laughs) poo-poo on you. Uh, (laughs) Uh, and uh, Tim if you could stay on the line I want to thank you very much uh, for, for coming on the show and, and giving us those real Real treasures of stories And since you run a store you know, Why don't you put in a plug for your store And, and how to reach you at the store
3: Alright well that's uh, Pegasus Books in Berkeley It's 1855 Solano Avenue in Berkeley California and the phone number is 510-525-6888. And uh, we sell used and new books. And so if you're looking for something in particular and can't find it, just give me a call and I'll see if I can dig it up for you.
1: There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you could stay on the line uh, just for a second, I want to thank everyone for listening.